Welcome back to another episode of Penn Daily. This is your weekly sports episode, and I am your host, Joey Pyatt. I am here joined by Michael Landau, a senior sports editor with The Daily Pennsylvanian, as we discuss the current things in Penn sports. All right, Landau, so we'll get started talking about the men's games. Obviously, had the New England road trip this weekend up to Dartmouth and Harvard. Dartmouth on Friday, Harvard on Saturday. So I guess let's open up Harvard, Dartmouth first. What you thought about that game in particular? It was not good. It was, it was not good at all. It was, you know, one of their. I, it's like it wasn't their worst game because I can think of worse games, but it was really bad. Like they came out, they couldn't score a point. It took them a while to get anything going on offense, and then they couldn't. Then they like couldn't stop some of Dartmouth's guys, and I don't even have that much specific to. Yeah, and, and I, mean, I don't even think there's much specific to say. It was just they were outplayed pretty much all game. Do you think that part of it was maybe looking ahead to Harvard? Because obviously these were both big. Win big games they had to win if they wanted to be in con- in contention, serving control of their own destiny. You think they were maybe looking ahead to Harvard because on paper they were definitely the favorite team to beat Dartmouth. You know, I don't, I don't know. And and honestly, I saw some stuff before the game that had it almost as a toss up, and I kind of didn't think that made sense because I guess I thought like higher of of Penn. But mm-hmm. when you're watching that to see. You have to drive however many hours. I don't, don't even know how many it would be to drive up to Dartmouth in a bus, and then you get there, and like maybe you're all sort of out of whack. You you haven't really played the game. You're getting to game shape against the team that's had a whole week to prepare at home. Like it's understandable that you come out flat, I guess. Yeah, and but we, I mean you got to turn it around at some point. Yeah, and we've too. we've talked about I mean AJ being the the team's success, and obviously when he had a he had a down game against Dartmouth, and when he has down game then and nobody else on the team really steps in a big way, that's going to hurt them especially. But I guess we can move on to Harvard because I feel like there's a little more to talk about with that game and moving forward. So first opinions on Harvard, what you thought about that game? So, I mean, my my opinion is that they actually played pretty well, actually. And it it might not have seemed like that because I think the second half was kind of frustrating, but they played a very good first half, and then they played a decent second half, too. Uh, they got outscored, I guess, by 10 points in the second half. But there was just the 10-0 run right sort of in the middle, maybe right after the middle of the of the second half that just did them in. But I think the rest of the time they were did pretty well. It looked like they were really on their la- last legs, that they were just dead tired. They use, were using a seven-man rotation all weekend and their fourth you know, half on the road against you know Harvard, which goes really deep. Yeah, and so they gave up on a lot of offensive rebounds. The defense sort of stopped rotating, and I think it was pretty predictable. Yeah, that, that would happen. Harvard's Harvard's tough on the road, and yeah. they started out fine. I mean, they, obviously the energy is going to be up in the, the start of the game. They're making their shots, and even before the half, they ended with some momentum. They ended with the six point lead, I think it was. But then the second half, the they got sloppy, but not, but in the way that they were tired, they weren't able to hustle after boards. Harvard seemed to have more energy because they have a much deeper rotation than Penn does. Obviously dealing with injuries and also having just people that are inexperienced on the bench that he don he wants to rely on his upperclassmen but also this freshman that have been playing so dingle and monroe and march but they look tired at the end and harvard was beating him on the it's boards you've got to have someone play exceptionally well to win a game like that against a good team you need like eddie scott to score like 18 points like he did when they beat yale because of such a shallow rotation everyone just playing sort of okay to kind of good is not going to be enough against a team like that that's going to have tons of people playing well. Yeah, and AJ had his second quiet night in a row, yeah. just a quiet weekend in general from him. And when he isn't playing, nobody stepped up. You, for them to beat Harvard, they probably need him to play well and someone else to step up and 
neither of those things happen. I just think you should have been more assertive. Like, I don't want to, like, say, like, I'm not him, and I haven't played, you know, Ivy League basketball, so I think it's, you know, there's only so much that I can say, but it seemed like, you know, he shot 50% on Saturday, which is above his season average. That's not bad. But it seemed like he would, like, get the ball on the block, and then he would kind of sometimes wait to see if he could pass it, wait, look to pass at a certain point, you can't keep looking to pass with like a bunch of tired teammates who aren't finishing at the rim. You just got to try to finish at the rim yourself before a double team gets there. So he'll get it. He'll wait there for a couple seconds to see if someone's cutting. But then by then, if they aren't cutting, he can't get to the rim anymore because the second guy's rotated around. So I just think sometimes he's got to get it and he's got to go and he's got to see if he can score 25, 30 points. And I yeah. think if he tried to do it, he could. And then he's got to play with his instincts. He has the talent to act on his instincts he just doesn't always rely on me he sometimes takes a hesitation there and Harvard was playing a physical game and they certainly were more physical than Penn especially in the second half but a lot of that being tired and no one really stepping up but let's talk about what this sort of means going forward for them obviously they, they needed to win these games they wanted to sort of be in their own driver's seat but now things are a little more complicated yeah I actually don't think you know obviously being Harvard would be important I don't think it's that bad um because Brown I feel like the most underrated game here is that Brown just got smoked by Cornell, which is kind of embarrassing because Cornell is probably the second to worst team in the Ivy League, and their best player was out, and they still lost by 18 and only scored 45 points against, frankly, a bad defense. So that you know was just a horrific performance by Brown, and that means that Brown's one game ahead, and if Penn can beat Brown next weekend, that this isn't chronologically how it will happen, but they would have the same record and Penn would have the tiebreaker if they win that game at Brown next Saturday. And then Penn just needs to match Brown's record in the other three games to get into the Ivy League tournament in the fourth spot, which I I think Brown also is the harder other three games. So I think Mm -hmm. that is the game that will determine their fate. How how likely do you think it is that they're able to have a successful weekend this year, finish the season off right and get into the tournament and then, that being said, how do you think, assuming they make the Ivy League tournament, what their chance, what do you think their chances are in that tournament at the end of the year? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm super optimistic about what's going to happen on Friday at Yale when you're playing. It's one if it's into like a t- trap game type thing because the important, the really important games after, but it's a trap game against the top team on the road. So I, I don't know. I I think there's a chance. I I hope it doesn't, but there's a chance that. It could get out of hand, mm-hmm. I think. But we'll see. But, I mean, Saturday, I think they have a good chance. Brown was really exposed. And they didn't even play that great against Columbia either. They were down by double digits in the second half at one point and were able to come back. But I think Brown is also, you know, Penn's a shallow team at this at this point with a pretty shallow rotation. Brown is also a really shallow team with very few scorers. So, you know. They're not exactly competing with a perfect team for the last spot. So I, th- I think you know if I had to pick one way or the other, I think they'll I think they'll get it done um, against Brown at least and see how the rest falls out. Yeah. As far as in the tournament, I like you can well, you can see if Betley gets back maybe, but are they really going to beat Harvard at Harvard in the tournament or beat Yale again? It just seems kind of pie in the sky yeah i think um the, the thin lineup has really hindered them here towards the end but like you said this weekend is going to be very important especially against brown let's move on to the women we talked about the men we, we sort of know where they stand let's go to the women they had 
sort of the opposite outcome of the men. They won both their contests. They're now undefeated in February. They have seven straight conference wins, so they're obviously riding high going into Tuesday's matchup against Princeton, which is their most important game of the season to date. So let's talk a little bit about what you thought about the weekend, maybe, and then move on to talking about Princeton a little bit. You know, I thought it was good. I think it's probably what they should be as a team. They shouldn't be, you know, what they got into in that sort of struggle stretch where they lost to Harvard and even against Yale last week when they were in a like really close game. Like they have more talent than than all the other teams that are not not named Princeton. They you know, their strength has historically been and at the beginning of this year, taking it to the opponent early, getting a lead and hanging on to it. And on Saturday, that's what they did. You know, you beat Harvard by 22 at home. That's what you should have a comfortable win against Harvard. They did a good job, even overperformed, and good for them. Like, that's what they needed. And it instills a lot of confidence in them. Yeah, I think a lot of things, I mean, I think everything is sort of clicking for them right now. I mean, Kendall is, is keeping the offense running the way it needs to, is playing lockdown defense. Kale is scoring a lot. Alea's gotten back in the form after we saw her sort of struggling a little bit in the middle of the year, but she is now routinely stacking up double-doubles again. So everything seems to be hitting on all cylinders for them. I think the real test is it's going to be Tuesday against Princeton, who is probably a more balanced team than Penn, and Penn's an extremely balanced team. They have tons of talent, Princeton does, not just with Bella Allery, which many people think it's just her, and it's just going to be her versus Alea, but it's, these are both deep teams, both deep squads, and obviously it was a lopsided outcome the first time, but... What do you think going into Tuesday they need to do to come on top? Well, I mean, I mean Princeton I think is very good in their ranked team now, and you know they're gonna have a tough time. But I I think that they just need to shoot exceptionally well from three. I was looking back because I was trying to figure out what happened when the one time Reese memory that they did beat Princeton, which is was at Princeton last year uh, during the regular season. And they did it by shooting 50% from three. And you're looking at a team that's like mid-30s from three, which is a reasonable percentage that they have this year. But you're going to have to, you know, Aaliyah, you know, she can do well, but there's only so much you can do when you're against Bella Allery inside. You need to try your best to collapse the paint, get looks outside, and you just got to make them. You, you have to have almost an outlier game shooting for it to work because you're playing against a crazy talented team you need to you need to get those chances and you need to take advantage of every single chance you get or you're gonna what you're what's gonna happen is gonna happen last time and they're gonna lose pretty comfortably if that doesn't happen yeah i'm with you there i think it's their success is basically twofold i think first they need to have that like you said that outlier shooting but i also think they need to get princeton to be not comfortable they need to get them out of their sets they need to get them taking those low percentage shots because if Penn's going to shoot really well, they also need Princeton to shoot poorly and take shots they're not comfortable doing and make them uncomfortable. I Is think. that really going to happen though? Like these teams have played against each other enough. I don't think like Princeton's going to get shook at any defensive mm-hmm. look Penn's giving them. Yeah, I don't think Penn's going to be able to disrupt them completely, but I think they just have to slow them down so that they're not so that Penn has can keep them just at arm's length because if, I think if Princeton's going to win, they're going to do it in big fashion. But I think if Penn wins, it's going to be a much closer game that they win by getting an early lead late, like you said, their strength, and then keeping that lead throughout the game. Yeah, I agree with that. But, I mean, I think that's that's all for all we need to talk about men's and women's. I mean, their seasons are, are sort of climaxing away here. I mean, this, this is the biggest, most important part of the season for them. Women on Tuesday and then the men this weekend we'll see, especially on Saturday night. But I think that's all we need to talk about today.
Thank you for listening to Penn Daily, brought to you by The Daily Pennsylvanian. Tune in on Wednesday for an episode featuring the new street issue with your president, Isabella Simonetti, me, your podcast producer, Alec Dragon, and our guest host, Sam Mitchell, the 34th Street campus editor.